Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to the Pinstripe Alley podcast. I'm Andrew Mearns, joined by Kun Shah. Took a week off because uh, I had COVID and I had no voice last week. So now we are back and I do have a voice again and I am feeling better. So hurrah. Yay. Yay. Recovery. Yeah. Recovery. <laughs> yeah, it was nice is that while I was uh, feeling like shit, the Yankees won nine games in a row which is, you know, nice little bonus winning streak in the season that has featured several. So they've been playing extremely well uh, again in June. Yeah, uh, the Yankees are good. It's been fun. (laughs) All right. And uh, they went on a (laughs) nine-game winning streak just for you. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, like, all right, we're good there. And uh, rate and and review. (laughs) That's it. That's That's the pod. (laughs) Yeah, they are very quietly 17 and 3 in June. And, you know, just some perspective, the Braves went on a 13 game winning streak, I believe, and soared back into the National League East race and are getting closer to the Mets. They are also 17 and 3 in June, but the Yankees doing it is just now more like, okay, yeah, that sounds right. Versus the Braves being like, oh, my God, the Braves are back in there. This is amazing. And now it's just like, oh, no, this is just normal 2022 Yankees shit. <laughs> right. So two quick things. Um, the reason I didn't want to end the podcast early is because I have a Lord of the Rings reference I'm waiting to make towards the end of the episode. Good. So that's that's that. <laughs> and two, yeah, the, the Braves winning is just impressive. The Yankees record is more like, well, they actually lost three games. How? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like a credit to them that. The two of those three losses were by one run. Uh, the third loss was actually the night of our last podcast release, which was really the one time this year that the Yankees have gotten their ass kicked. That was when they lost 8-1 in Minnesota and Nestor Cortez got lit up. They randomly got shut down by Chris, by Chris Archer. Weird shit happens. Whatever. But that's like basically the only time this entire season that they have been entirely out of a game. Almost all of their losses, like, have been by like one run or maybe two. Yeah, it's crazy. And then, like, and even that whole time, like, 
they're down and they're, they're getting their asses kicked, but because of what the Yankees have done so far this season, you're still kind of like, oh, well, they can come back. They can come back. Obviously, they didn't um, because, like you said, they just got weirdly shut down by Chris Archer, but you still didn't lose complete hope like early on in the game, which is just nice. It's yeah. a nice little reassuring feeling. Yeah, and then they, after that loss, they got mad and did that nine-game winning streak that we just talked about. <laughs> yes. And that nine-game winning streak included uh, sweeps of the Cubs, the Rays, and close to a sweep of the Blue Jays, but they lost the last game, but still pretty good. We'll take it. Yes. I suppose we will settle for that. And that Cubs series, I know we're backtracking a little bit because at this point, this is like a week and a half ago, but those last two games were just absolutely brutal slugfests. And I would hate to be a Cubs fan, and I'm glad I'm not. Also, trade David Robertson to us, please, and thank you. Yes. We'll give you Chapman back. I'll give you Chapman back in a heartbeat if you wow, want. Wow, what an offer. <laughs> Can I throw in a Domingo Armand, too? Uh yeah, but they've, they've been really, you know, dominating on both sides of the ball. Just it's as simple as not allowing many runs and scoring a ton of runs and yes. having a pretty good bullpen to boot. So it's just been remarkable to see how they like steamrolled through the Rays in the previous series. And they although this series wasn't to that degree of dominance, just how they've been able to handle some pretty tough opponents. They played the Blue Jays really well in Toronto, too. Yeah, no, like, you know, they're going to have blowout wins or whatever against, like, the Cubs and that and all that. But, like, if you want to think about, like, okay, yeah, they've had a fairly a relatively easy schedule so far, and now the true test begins or whatever, which we did kind of allude to uh, the last time we recorded, like, oh, yeah, it's going to get a little bit more difficult. And then in the quote-unquote difficult series, the, which was two series against the Rays and the series against Toronto, and only one of those series were at home, they went, what, seven and two? We'll take it. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> take it any day of the week. Some seriously nasty stuff from this yeah. team, which is, again, there was another no-hit bid, just because why not? But there only was only one, one this time. time. They're slacking. <laughs> yeah. But um, kudos to Garrett Cole, because he looked pretty sick against the Rays at the Trop. I, I I really thought that he might have a chance to do it just given how he looked and how he really got his pitch count back under control after the fifth inning. But whatever, Isaac Paredes. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> yeah, it's just a good little no, more random weird Rays bullshit where it's like, all right, we're going to trade Austin Meadows. He's been great for us for Isaac Paredes, and he's going to hit five home runs or four home runs in this series against the Yankees. <laughs> and Austin Meadows is still looking for his first. So, like, okay. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know what the Rays like, I don't know what, like, I just don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my comment on the Rays. I don't know. Yeah. And another one of those rare losses for the Yankees this month came when Isaac Paredes hit three home runs. And when games like that happen, then it's just like, okay, whatever. Clearly, this is just one of those weird baseball things. Yeah. And again, that game was so close. And uh, I even like messaged you, like, kind of like, I, I don't really love to second guess Boone's moves or whatever, like about pinch hitting and stuff like that. But I kind of did a little bit because I was mad for like, you know, a, a minute and a half. But then again, like, I'm not going to stay mad about my 50 win team in like, like the middle or mid to late June. And also like literally Isaac Paredes hit three home runs. Like, what are you going to do about that? Yeah. And Aaron Judge gave it a good ride on the last pitch of the game. Didn't work out. 
whatever. They still ended up taking two out of three. And I give them a lot of credit for their win uh, last night when they came back from down three and they were looking pretty lifeless against Shane Baz and they weren't really getting some quality pitching from Jordan Montgomery on this occasion, but they still managed to find a way to hang in the game, came back, got a pair of home runs from judge and then a big one from Trevino in the eighth inning and they won. So all right. Also judge cleared the catwalk. He, that he did. He homered <laughs> over the catwalk and the, I thought it was going to, like, get stuck up in the roof or something. Yeah, I was expecting it to – I honestly, I was expecting it to hit the tri- uh, catwalk and then you just find some weird rule, like, oh, that's actually an out or a double, <laughs> or a double play or a uh, triple oh. play because why not? We make up our own shit here. Yeah, that, oh, that, that's obviously an automatic catcher's interference, so you can take first base. <laughs> the catcher also plays on the roof here. Did you not know? Everything is the roof. The ceiling is the roof. Yep. What a dumb ballpark. <laughs> Yeah, I hate it, but I'll I'll happily take them go, taking two out of three and just leaving injury free. Yeah, uh, good work escaping the trap as always, and especially escaping the trap with a series win when it really looked like for a second that they might lose it. Yeah, and that even but, that first win was not really a slam dunk either. They only won that one four to two. They needed the comeback, or not not necessarily even a comeback, because they were winning two nothing. Then Cole lost the no no, and Holmes blew the save for the first time this year. Yeah, apparently he needed a software update. Yeah, <laughs> he gave up a run. It's just like, oh no, what are we doing? Yeah, his ERA plus is down to a seven hundred and sixteen. Like, who are you, guy? So lowly. What are we doing here? His, his overall ERA is a point five three. Like, what are you even doing here? God, go back <laughs> to the minors. Yeah, workshop it. This is clearly why you know he can't be the closer. So he doesn't no. have the material. <laughs> he doesn't have the mentality. Yeah, yeah. A real closer would have like walked three other guys in that inning and maybe gotten out of it, but maybe not. <laughs> maybe he needs to join Lucas Lickie and stay at homes. Yeah, but Holmes came womp back, womp. got the save <laughs> last night anyway. So whatever, he's over it. Yeah. As he said, software those, update complete. Yeah. And those uh, ERA plus and ERA numbers were including uh, last night's win. <laughs> yeah, and something else that has happened in the last uh, couple weeks or so, Michael King has basically returned just to that April form after the, you know, he had slowed down a little bit in May. I think he just like, you know, was catching his breath, but it, recently, he's very much affirmed the fact that he should be at the All-Star game. Yes, very much so. <laughs> Michael King has, he's, spoiler warning, he's made it back onto the baseball reference leaderboard. Yep, well, that's yeah. uh, expected. <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been a fun, fun ride uh, to kind of see him kind of return to form. Because, like, yeah, he'd been good, you know, when he came back from injury last year. And then, obviously, he was phenomenal to start the season. And then he had the little bump in May. And then that was the real question is like, all right, where, where, where is he going to go from here? And yeah, like you said, he just needed to catch his breath a little bit, it seems like, but showing very much like he's for real. <laughs> yeah. In June, he has allowed one hit in 33 <laughs> plate appearances and 14 strikeouts. So that is doing some work. <laughs> It's funny because I was like gearing for ready for you to say like he's allowed one run. No, <laughs> he's allowed one hit. <laughs> yeah, I was looking and like I was looking at his OPS in June, and I saw 186. I'm like, oh, am I looking at like batting average? No, his OPS in June allowed <laughs> is 186. <laughs> A single and four walks. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Michael King, welcome back. 
Yeah, he got mad. <laughs> he got mad. And he, he wants to get those 100 innings or whatever. Maybe he won't go yes. 100 innings because maybe they don't need to pitch him that much, but that's okay. <laughs> no, pitch him 100 innings. It's what he wants. <laughs> he asked for this. <laughs> He's earned the right to get what he deserves. <laughs> no, I don't know what I was trying to say. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this team is just in cruise control. We should talk about Aaron Judge for a little bit more, too. I know that we already talked about him once, but he's now up to 27 home runs in 67 games after hitting two last night. I think he had heard about Jordan Alvarez hitting two against the Mets. And Jordan Alvarez, I believe, is either second or close to behind, clearly close to, quote unquote, behind Judge in the home run race. And he's up to like 21 now. And Judge is like, oh, no, I need to bolster my lead with two of my own. Yeah, you know, he got he's got to make up for it. Just get get up there. I don't know what setting is d- easier than rookie difficulty because we were talking about that last time, but that's where he's currently playing right now cuz <laughs> it's wild. Yeah, and yeah, you know, he hey, another guy who like, "Oh no, is he finally slowing down because he had like four so-so games and then it's like, "No, no, no, I'm back. I hit two no. home runs. We're good." Someone in uh, our our comment section in the game recap pointed out last night that apparently like three of the times judge has been off. He's come back and hit uh, two home runs the next day. Oh so, yeah. Yeah. They showed that as like a yes. Fun fact last, last night too. Oh, did they? Yeah. I didn't actually pay attention to the game, but I saw it in yeah. our comments. It happened. Yeah. yeah. By the, and by the way, yes. Uh, Jordan Alvarez and Mike Trout are tied with 21 home runs. And that is second behind judges 27. Yeah. See, the wildest part of all this to me is that Anthony Rizzo is not that far behind. No, Anthony Rizzo is 19. He is right yeah. behind Alvarez and Trout, tied with Byron like, Buxton and two ahead of Vladimir Guerrero Jr. <laughs> like, yeah, he's far behind Judge, but like everyone is. Yeah. Judge is an unbelievable as a human being right now. <laughs> yeah. And, but like Rizzo being at, I was expecting like, I think we had said like, oh, I'll be happy if he hits like 20, 25 home runs this year. Yeah, he's gonna. He's over, probably he's gonna get there like, at least by the end of July, probably sooner. Yeah, I am very, very happy with Anthony Rizzo. Yeah, which, and again, and he's great sorry. to watch play defense too. You really see the difference of quality first base glove when he, you see it on an everyday basis. Just, I mean, we've seen a little bit of like shoddy defense basically since. Mark Teixeira retired because, you know, we had soft spots for Greg Bird and Luke Voigt at points, but they are not good first basemen. And we no. see on the other side of the ball in this race series, G-Man Choi made a couple of bad botched plays at first base that would be very unusual to see Rizzo make that you just don't really have to worry about. Yeah, no. And like, I, I think Rizzo has made a couple of like, questionable plays this year a little bit more than like we might have expected but overall he's still been very very good and you know we talked about this last year when he came over in the trade uh with the cubs and just by him his presence there like he makes the whole infield around him better and like he saves errors from for the other infielders just because of how good he is at what he does and we've seen that so often this year so yeah we were perfectly fine with the the rizzo re-signing but as of right now i'm happy yeah yeah, for sure. By the way, I've discovered that uh, someone in Christian Walker in the Diamondbacks has 19 home runs. That's Good. not a real person. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> oh. Good for oh. him, I guess. But Yeah, in, what, in whose version of MLB the show? <laughs> that is not a real person. 
Yeah, that's a creative player name. Yeah. Christian Dixon Walker. What a, what a <laughs> Definitely not real. <laughs> Pivoting away from uh, fake people, going over to the rotation, they are looking a little more human in the past week, but only like a little bit so. And they're still, again, pitching well enough to keep these teams in games. So, yeah, very good. Yeah, I guess the sign of this rotation looking human is that there weren't four or five no-hit or perfect game bids within the last week and a half. Yeah, that, Um, you know, Nestor Cortez, Jordan Montgomery, and Jamison Tyone have only pitched, like, solid, maybe, in the, yeah. the past two weeks versus what, what they were doing in the first two months of the season. Yeah. N- Nestor has been, uh, I'm wor- worried his mustache is giving up on him a little bit, but yeah. I'm not concerned about him just yet. He might need to apply some wax. <clears throat> just, I, I think he's trimmed it or something. Like, no, just let it grow. Yeah. Let it, let it, yeah. Let it flourish. Come on. Let it blossom into the beautiful being that it is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. His, his ERA is up to 2.31 now uh, after yesterday's game, which, again, very respectable, but it's not like quite the nasty Nestor ERA and like the low ones that we, we were seeing in the beginning. But Yeah, like he had a 1.5 uh, as of a couple of weeks ago, but that's uh, jumped up a little bit because, you know, yeah. it, nothing, nothing gold shall stay, alas, but hopefully it'll be good enough to also get him to the All-Star game, but he will have to at least get back to a... Uh, goodish form i think over the next couple weeks to ensure that yeah or he could just be amazing and still start the all-star game because that's what i deserve yeah i deserve good things yeah you know what that's fair we'll we'll do it just (laughs) because we are only you know ensuring that good things happen with fish yes totally fair yeah 100 percent. yeah i'm uh, the only one that matters here yeah the bullpen (laughs) it's been like we've seen like some Weak links here and there. We see like a bad game from Miguel Castro. We see, we actually saw Wandy Peralta have an off day too. But for the most part, they've still like been able to hold the fort down with um, not the core that they really expected to have going into the season because Luisca is still in the IL. Chapman's still in the IL. Britain is not going to come back until late. Green is obviously gone for the year. But they're still making it work because, you know, it's good to have that security blanket of Clay Holmes and Michael King at the back of ball games, But you still have your Wani Peralta's contributing more often than not, and other guys stepping up like a Ron Marinaccio has looked honestly pretty great since he was recalled. Yeah. Also, special shout out to Wani Peralta because, like, that the first game of that series where uh, Cold was having the no hit bid and then Clay Holmes looked human, Wani Peralta came in for the ninth, and like it was it wasn't a clean inning by any means, but you know he still came in and got the save when a situation that he probably wasn't expecting to go when Clay Holmes entered in the eighth. Everyone was thinking, oh, Clay Holmes is just going to be there for the five-out uh, save, but Juan de Peralta came in got the job done. So, you know, you got to give him credit. Like, battled through and got the got the result we wanted. Yeah, and it was a little dicey. He gave up a walk in there, and there was actually a rare error from DJ LeMahieu. That was his first of the season to make it very dicey, but he picked him up, got out of it, secured the win. So, magic Wandy all the way. Not all those who Wandy are lost. Yeah. <laughs> sure sounds good <laughs> and just to uh pivot back to uh ron marinaccio for a second you know how i was talking about michael king in june has uh, allowed one hit in 33 plate appearances ron marinaccio has allowed one hit in 34 plate appearances so oh man very quietly 
<laughs> is this like the Maguire Sosa home run race? With Maybe. The yeah. With the Yankee relievers. Hey, I will say that Marinaccio has put more dudes on base because in addition to walking four, he has hit two batters, but maybe he was just feeling vindictive in that moment. Who knows? We're just talking about the hits here, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, that's all we're worried about. Hits but, for plate appearance. University of Delaware zone, Ron Marinaccio, who looks very, very determined on the mound whenever he's out there. Very strong hey, I've, eyebrows. I've driven past University of Delaware once. Nope, that was University of Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> well, good story, man. <laughs> I drove by that place. Never mind. That was another state. <laughs> In my mind, Delaware and Maryland are the same state. Uh, nope. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, actually did, I actually did drive by University of Delaware like uh, two months ago because I was going to a friend's uh, son's birthday party in uh, Delaware. Ooh. And I was, oh, there's University of Delaware. Go Blue Hats, no, I guess. It. Is that actually their thing? I have no, I don't know anything about the University of Delaware besides yeah, that Blue it's Hands. in Delaware. Oh, okay, sure. Why not? Yeah. Joe Flacco, baby. Did he go to UDEL? Yeah. Huh. What do you know? There's a lot of people at Rutgers who are big fans of Flacco, so I just assumed he went to uh, Rutgers. Yeah. And that's I a, went to Rutgers and I have no idea. That's a little random, but okay. Maybe it's just that he's from Jersey. Why am I talking about Joe Flacco? <laughs> I don't know. I'm get, we're, we're, go go listen to, um, I don't even know what team he's on anymore. So go, go, go listen to Joe Flacco's personal Twitter feed or something. <laughs> if you want to hear about Joe Flacco talk. <laughs> go to the Gang Green Nation podcast. Is he even on the Jets anymore? It says he's on the Jets allegedly oh yeah that's right he popped up back there like backing up again just because yeah all right okay we got to stop talking about joe flacco (laughs) Flacco. he's invading this podcast (laughs) the name of this podcast is gangrene nation anyway back to you know good new york sports teams right yankees so the yankees brought back albert abreu yeah they did just uh I think to make that trade at the start of the season, right before the start of the season for Trevino, even more hilarious. Yeah. Like even if like the Rangers had gotten, had kept uh, Abreu and he'd been good for them. Like it's still like a very lopsided trade, just the way it's been so far because of how good Trevino has been, but that they got Abreu back and watch the Yankees like devil magic at work where Abreu is going to be all of a sudden good again. And it's just going to make it look even funnier. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there was probably a reason that they decided they wanted him back and would put him back on the active roster, too, because he is going to be on the team for their series against the Astros coming up this weekend. And, you know, they sent down Schmidt to make room for him. And so, you know, that could raise some eyebrows just because Schmidt's been generally pretty good. He's also worked back-to-back days, so he wasn't going to be pitching for a few days anyway. And he could probably stand to, you know, sharpen some things up at Scranton and then come back in a little bit, so. Yeah, so I think one of two things is at play here. When they traded Abreu, they said, hey, just be bad and we'll bring you back. (laughs) (laughs) Eh? 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 And I don't remember what the second stupid idea I had was. (laughs) Okay, well... (laughs) Drive by University of Delaware and think it's University of Maryland. I don't know why I have to do that, but okay. (laughs) It's just like going past. But speaking of Bray, though, 
I have I completely missed when the Royals, I guess, had picked him up after after the Rangers had DFA'd him because like <laughs> when the new, when the news broke that they're like, oh, the Yankees are bringing back Albert Abreu. I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. And then it's like, who was designated for assignment from the Royals? I don't know who the Royals designated for assignment. I was like, wait, when did that happen? What's going on here? Yeah, the Royals have had a whole bunch of random people float through their terrible team this year. Their pitching's been absolutely atrocious. So, yeah. Doesn't surprise me that they tried to take a flyer on him. No, I, it, it made 100% made sense. It was just I missed that news completely. So it just, com- it was just very, very odd to see that. And I got to like make sure that my mind wasn't like, remember, like, wait, did they trade him for the role from, did they trade him to the Royals or the Rangers? Which are baseball team? They are. Ah, they are. Anyway, yeah. So Abreu's back. Apparently he wore number 69 on the Royals. So. That's probably why they cut him. <laughs> He's like, you know what? <laughs> Get out of here, you knucklehead. We don't have room for you. But oh. Albert Abreu is back. Uh, Esteban will have a piece out tomorrow about how Abreu can return to some of the success that he actually had last year for the Yankees. Because as you might recall, it was like a touch surprising that they traded him at the end of spring training because he wasn't like a bad pitcher, but it seemed like he probably would have ended up in the bullpen as like a decent mop-up guy middle relief guy but obviously they got Jose Trevino for him so no one was complaining really nope <laughs> even like you know the base level Jose Trevino was backup catcher who exists which uh Ben Rufa is I don't know if he we're not sure yeah he might just be a muscle literally a, a muscle just one muscle yes. he is a bicep yes all right but Another move that they will, Yankees will probably make soon, Herman and Chapman probably coming back. I would say Chapman sooner than Herman because they're tuning up Herman as like a, at least to like a starter's workload, probably in case they need to insert him. Obviously, they if everyone stays healthy, uh, knock on wood, they shouldn't need to. So there's that. But uh, Chapman is going to be rehabbing on Saturday, so he will probably be back with the Yankees soon. And that makes it feel like uh, Manny Benuelos' days are numbered because there really aren't many two other guys on this roster who have a lot of flexibility in that regard. Yeah, going to need another blowout win just to see him again before he inevitably gets cut. Because, it, I mean, maybe they'll figure something else out, but it just seems like the very obvious move at this point. Yeah, like uh, a week ago I would have said, well, they'll just return Marinaccio. But I don't know if you can return Marinaccio at this point. He's been so good. <laughs> He's in the middle of a race with Michael King. You leave him alone. Yeah, he can't send it back down to Scranton. What are you doing? <laughs> so, um, for one thing, I will give Chapman a little bit of credit for is like you know he's obviously been asked about the whole closer thing and like he has been saying the right things, which because like I genuinely expected him to be annoying and be like I still see myself as the closer, blah 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 blah. But he has been saying the right things and like he's like I'm not gonna argue for my position. I just want to make it back and help the team. So I will give him a little bit of credit for that, for just not being annoying about it. Obviously, we'll see what Aaron Boone chooses to do whenever Chapman returns about like the whole ninth inning, save situation or whatever. Personally, I think like nobody should be assigned specific innings or roles like that, but you just make sure Clay Holmes gets the biggest or most important or the scariest outs. And then I don't really care what you do with the rest of it. <laughs> yeah, that's just what it boils down to. Like, I think, truth be told, I would probably rather just keep Holmes <laughs> in the ninth or for the most important batters. So try to, you know, maintain that that's happening and we don't end up in a situation where, Oh no, a uh, Chapman has to face like Rafael Devers or Vladimir Guerrero jr. With the game on the line in the ninth. And I don't want well, that. I do have a rule 
that I've been proposing for a couple of years now, and that's Aroldis Chapman does not face the Rays, the Red Sox, the Blue Jays, or the Astros. <laughs> He's not allowed to pitch against them. Yeah, you can tally up your whatever dumb career save total against like the the Orioles and the anybody Royals else. <laughs> anybody else? Literally any other team, I'm fine with him facing. But those four, no. Yeah, no, like there's no. a, there, I know there's a, some series coming up interleague where they're playing like the Pirates and Reds. Yeah, go for it, man. Whatever. Yeah, get it, get it. But like, also, why are we in safe situations and not blowing those teams up? Yeah, the, you know what? That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> you could be the mop up guy for the Pirates and Reds games. Yeah, lower your career ERA. I don't care. Do whatever you want, but just do not face those four teams. Do what you want. Just get off my team by the end of the season. <laughs> Please and thank you. <laughs> He is a free agent, so, you know, let's see if that will happen. I swear to God, please do not bring him back. Well, fortunately, we do not have to think about that for a little while. I don't want to think about that for a while. Yeah, we got a long way to go, hopefully, until the offseason. Quick programming note. We're probably going to be ranting a little bit next week because Judge is actually having his arbitration hearing uh, tomorrow. So just keep that in mind for how grumpy I am next week. Yes, yes, very fair. (laughs) (laughs) We will take a moment, do an ad break, and we'll be right back. And we're back. So I think we're going to move on to our BREF leaderboard update. Yeah. Uh, It's weird how much changes if you haven't looked at it in like two weeks, because I'll be honest, since we didn't record last week, I just haven't even bothered to go go on it. Betrayal. um, I can't believe we were just randomly staring at the baseball reference pages. It's funny because I do actually do that. Yeah. I do randomly just look at it. But last week I was just like, you know, I'm going to take the week off. I don't need to open this site. You don't get my clicks. But um, anyway, so there are uh, a lot of moving parts on this, except for obviously the number one spot where Aaron Judge reigns supreme. But moving into the second spot is Glaber Torres. Hello. Yeah, what a what a what a come up for him. <laughs> Been fantastic. Um, obviously offensively, defensively, like you know, he's it's a complete turnaround from the last what two years now. Um, Glaber back, Glaber good, and you saw like the Yankees trusted him enough to let him even uh, you know play a game at short uh, when uh, IKF was out for a few days with his hamstring injury i believe it was yeah he had a little bit of a hamstring thing going on like sore hamstring or whatever it was and then yeah obviously he returned so he's fine but yeah glaber torres was able to you know cover a game at short which like i think going into the season you wanted to just stay completely away from because you weren't sure what was going to happen but since he's been overall very very good this year again you're like you know we could we could trust you for a game here yeah, in the past 21 games alone, he has hit uh, six home runs, which is, you know, almost as many as a hit last year. So, yeah. And then good. after him, Glaber good. So after Glaber, you have uh, DJ LeMahieu, Nestor, who's taken a little bit of a bump, as we talked about. I think, uh, you know, he needs to, as you said, apply some wax to his mustache, let it glow, grow or blossom, whatever, whatever it is. Jose Trevino, because of course, uh, Jameson Tyone. Clay Holmes, who uh, has been, who was human once, so I think he got knocked down a couple pegs. I like your note. Don't be human. Don't be human. <laughs> Humanity is flawed. I mean, to be fair, humans are awful. So, yeah. <laughs> Garrett Cole, Josh Donaldson, Jordan Montgomery, Anthony Rizzo. My note here is actually kind of, I genuinely can't remember where he's been on this list before this. Like, has he been on this list? I'm assuming yes, but I cannot remember where. I don't know. I feel like he might have spot. he might have been in there probably like in April, but then after April, like then May, like... he may have flowed off a bit. But 
because he's he's really only surged back in june and since we've only done like the the one podcast in june i think we might not have really noticed yeah i don't know but like yeah i'm assuming he was there in april because you know he had a very strong april so (laughs) i just can't even picture him on that list which was like weird when i was doing this like oh anthony rizzo like it's definitely not your first time here but like it's weird to see you here yeah and then uh the 2003 oscar winner for uh best picture the lord of the rings the return of the king michael king has re- uh, re-emerged onto the leaderboard at number 12 i see what you did there 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 there's my lord of the rings reference i was talking about earlier hooray Tune in. amazon streaming this fall <laughs> weird hashtag not an ad <laughs> <laughs> definitely not an ad because i don't even know if it's on it <laughs> It is on Amazon. Yeah, they they, they well the made... series is. I don't know if the movies are on. Oh, there. No, yeah, I was I was just talking about the the, the new series. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, I don't think it's actually on Amazon. Anyway, back to Joe Flacco talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's important. But yeah, yeah. No, so um, welcome back, Michael the, King. That's, welcome back, Michael King. Uh, but Nestor and Clay Holmes, I'd like to see you kind of jump back up a little bit. Garrett Cole, you know, start working your way towards the front. Everyone should be in the top three spots. Yes. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> you Everyone. should all be like elbowing each other out of the way. Come yeah. on. And then yeah. obviously Judge will still just be number one because he's Aaron Judge and he's not a human. But yeah. Yeah. That 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 much is true. That much is true. Yeah. It's like Judge and everyone else. Yeah. I think Clark Schmidt was on there for a pretty long time too. And it was just like, eh? but he because he's been a little bit uh, up and down lately, I think he has uh, fallen a little. Yeah, I think before he was just on there because like nobody else was like doing much of anything or whatever, and like he had just been so good in his like three games. Yeah, that may have been just like an April thing. Yeah, he's definitely he's de- he definitely stayed on there for like a good like two three weeks at one point. I know. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I'm going to. Um, this is a very very low bar shout out, but low bar shout out to Aaron Hicks for no longer being a sub replacement level player, because he has actually been playing well in June. So, good work. Fair. Fair. Kudos. Yeah. Got Kudos. a got a couple game winning hits, which I feel like I should at least make a passing mention of. You know, in that uh, game against the Blue Jays, and then again against the uh, the Rays. So, bravo. Yeah. Save the save the uh, failed no hit game. Aaron Hicks, you are starting to look believable as a human being. Also kind of broke Manuel Margot on that triple. Yeah. That's yeah, kind that of was ugly. tough. Yeah. Yeah. But Get well soon. Kyle Higashioka, still bullet replacement level. What else is new? Yeah. Not surprising at all. Lucas Lickey, exactly replacement level, but not a replacement level dad. Not at all. Nope. Stay at home, dad. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh, my God. Happy Father's Day to him. Yeah. How did I miss that? I had the me- I'm the Manfred of the week. Tisk tisk. And all the other dads. Yeah. <laughs> but mostly Lucas Lucky, my yes. favorite dad. <laughs> yes. All right. Should we move on to uh looking yeah. ahead? Yeah, no, absolutely. It's uh gonna be a little bit of a weird schedule coming up, but <laughs> AO West, baby. Hope you like it. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, they have um they're they're back home for a four game set against the Astros, which fine. Uh, I don't really want to see them, but whatever. Yeah, that'll be <laughs> that'll be a very tough matchup just because the Astros have played really well this year too. They are the only team I think in the American League that's within like seven wins of the Yankees, but so which means that they're playing pretty damn well. 
too. But yeah, no, absolutely. And they're just never uh, going to make it an easy matchup. So that'll be no kind of a stressful series, even though again the Yankees are fifty-one and eighteen. But yeah, <laughs> that it, helps. I, I think. It, I think I would be less like dreading the series if it wasn't a four game set. I don't know why just a four game set against the Astros sounds just exhausting. It feels like a marathon. Yeah. <laughs> like four game sets in general just are long, but like against the Astros, like when it's like certain teams like the Astros, the Rays, the Jays, or the Red Sox, mostly those four teams, I, I, I just don't look forward to them at all. No. <laughs> yeah. But then, hey, uh, they get the A's come into town for a three game set. Because the vestiges of the A's. Yeah. Technically a baseball team. Technically a major league baseball team to be confirmed. Do you know who their uh, top war player is? Uh, Sean Murphy? It is uh, Paul Blackburn, who is a pitcher. Not a real person. Sean Murphy is their top position player uh, for war at point seven. <laughs> Yikes. Dykes. And the only reason I remembered Sean Murphy as a person is because I like because of his butt. Really well that and I really wanted the Yankees to trade for him. Yeah. He's hey, still still be on the market again. So well yeah, who is hey, it? Hey, is you want Higgy? <laughs> I would gladly do that trade. Uh I need to send you um this guy, Nick Allen, who is on the A's leaderboard in war. And it looks like the most miserable human you've seen. Oh, <laughs> God. I'm looking forward to this. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor, poor man. But you're on the A's. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Like, like, he literally looks like he's been being forced to, like, they, they're telling him, like, all right, smile for the picture. Like, do I have to? Or... What's the smile about? <laughs> What is a smile? I'm on the A's. Yeah. Anywho. God. The, the A's can pitch a little bit, but the Yankees really should sweep that series. <laughs> yeah. It's one of the few times where, like, anything less than a sweep will be disappointing. Yeah. And by the A's can pitch a bit, I mean, if the Yankees are facing the right starters, then the A's can pitch a bit. Because if they're facing most of the other pitchers who are not named Frankie Montas or Paul Blackburn, then they should pound them. <laughs> yeah. Anywho. Uh, Ace talk, and Ace the, talk. anyway, and after that series, and they have a weird one-game stop in Houston before moving on to Cleveland. And they have that one-game stop in Houston because of the uh, the lockout that pushed the season back a week, and they lost uh, a week's worth of games. So they sort of smatter them out throughout the rest of the season. They are playing, for instance, that series with the Rangers at the end of the year instead, and they are making right. up those three games in Houston. One of them's here, and then there's also like double header, so that'll be later on in the season. But anywho, yeah, owners are dumb. Yes, yeah, they are actually also, going to um, Houston for just a double header on July 21st, which is yeah, like right after say, the All Star break. It's in a few weeks. It's not that far away either. But yeah, yeah it's welcome dumb. back from owners the All Star game. You have to play two games in Houston. Have fun. Oh God, and then leave. Yeah. <laughs> But then they get to go to Baltimore, so, you know, get your crap cakes on. Which is not in Delaware, friends. No, correct. Boom. Well, and University <laughs> of Maryland is also not located in Baltimore. <laughs> not the main campus, anyway. Right. Anyway. Tune in next time for Geography with Kunj. <laughs> 
for a second when you said not located in Baltimore, like I processed that as not located in Maryland, and I was about to like flip out. Like, wait, are you kidding me? And I was like, wait, no, wait, process, process. Oh, okay, so not in Baltimore. Yeah, that makes sense. That's yeah, fine. come That's on, cool. Cogs, you can do it. <laughs> like I just said, I drove past there. I could have sworn I was in Maryland. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. You were actually in Rhode Island. Yeah. Well, it's like uh, it's like uh, Miami University of Ohio or whatever. Yes. The 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 butt of one of the best jokes of uh, the late seasons of The Office. Yeah. Kelly Caport is getting rid of all of her winter clothes. I'm not going to need this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and then Ryan's like, "Oh no, the uh, the new tech bubble is in uh, Ohio." Uh, bye. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, shall we move on to our Yankee and Manfred of the week? Yeah, let's do it. All right. I already did the honk, so let's uh, let's go ahead. Who's your Yankee of the week? Making the week is Jose Trevino. I mean, the dude's just working with some devil magic here. Uh, I don't know what it is, but I honestly, I didn't even bother looking up how he's done in the last like two weeks because I'm sure it's been better than anything I would have expected from Jose Trevino at any point. But then he, you know, he had that that game winning home run uh, yesterday. Obviously, it wasn't a walk off because they were at the trap, stupid trap. But yeah, Jose Trevino, very very good. Send him to the All Star game. Like I don't think he's gonna start, which nah. fine, but. He should definitely be at the All-Star game. Yeah, he's in the first uh, All-Star voting update. He was uh, second behind uh, Alejandro Kirk of the Blue Jays for votes among catchers. And um, he can still make it to phase two of the voting if he remains in the top two ahead of like your Sal Perez's and whoever. Uh, But uh, still a chance he might get there. We'll see. Yeah. Hope so. be picked by the managers or players <clears throat> back up and they have to take two catchers even though it's yeah. not the catcher's pool in the american league is not very deep this year so right and like i just don't want them to give it like oh they, yeah we'll bring self no it should be jose trevino yeah just send jose trevino come on he rules just have some look at him. fun damn it look at him he's having <laughs> so much fun look at him. exactly look at him he's having a blast yeah all right my uh yeah. my yankee of the week is going to be uh Gleyber torres just because he has been hitting a lot, as we talked about earlier in the episode. He slowed down a little bit in the past couple games, but I do not want to overlook what he's done for most of June because he has really been hitting the ball again, moving up to the point where he's just regularly batting like fifth and you don't really think twice about it because he's he's like hitting the ball to all fields, really pounding it, doing some great work. Yay, yeah. And making his way to second on the leaderboard. Yeah. Making some smart base running decisions too, if you've been like watching yeah. the games closely. He really and like he could occasionally make some weird faux pas, but he's been like doing some like heads up stolen bases, like good reads, or at least at least good following of like what Luis Rojas is suggesting. So good instincts. We'll take it. Yeah, like whatever he did in the offseason to like kind of prepare for this season coming up, like and like yeah, he did have a little bit of a slow start, but like since he got going, man, it's just been like this is the Glaber Torres we've been excited about and that we were excited about when he made his debut. And yeah, no, Glaber, Glaber good, Glaber back. Yeah, this is why you do not give up on a 25-year-old who once hit 37 home runs at a season when he's at his lowest value. Like you might as well exactly. just ride it out, see what happens because if everything clicks, you can put together a season like this. And I don't know if he'll yeah. make the All-Star game, but he's like at least going to have a very, very good first half. Yeah. Gay Glaber. All right. Who is your Manfred Bleak? So it's a twofer for me. Um, one is kind of a little bit of a me just being annoying, but any of the pitchers responsible for letting Isaac Paredes hit four home runs in two games? Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
I know weird stuff happens, but you know, whatever. But my actual one is going to be uh, Giancarlo Stanton. Um, since we last recorded, he slashed a 103, 327, 282. He's had a couple home runs and a double, but those are the three of his four hits total. Yeah, like they, obviously the Yankees have been winning, so it hasn't been too, too focused on. And he's still been walking. He's had, I think, 13 walks in that time or something like that. Yeah, he still but, frightens people. So, <laughs> yeah, he's still, which absolutely he should. Um, but yeah, give me some dingers, please. Yeah. Uh, and I will say that we are even awarding him this during a stretch in which he also hit one of the fastest home runs I've ever seen in person yeah. <laughs> that like when I was at that Yankees Cubs game, when he hit the 119.8 exit velocity home run that like, bounced off, like, blink yeah. and you'll miss it. Oh man. Yeah. No, that was one. Like, I was like, Oh my God, wait, what? Oh, okay. Thank you. Giancarlo. <laughs> Yeah. So and like you know, you know, John Carlos this type of hitter. Like he's gonna go through his hot stretches and he's gonna yeah. go through his like whatever stretches. Like we're just in the middle of one of those right now. But again, like I said, he's he he's still walking. Uh, he's still putting fear in uh, opposing pitchers, which is you know what you want him to do at le- at the very least when he's kind of just going through one of his not hot stretches. So hopefully, I'm just gonna give him a little a little light of fire under him and uh, get him going because man, do I love those John Carlo hot stretches. <laughs> yeah. And then you can take full credit when he uh, comes back. So absolutely savvy. I am his hitting coach actually. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But as you said, he'll go through these stretches at points of the season where it looks like he's chasing a little bit much or just not really getting good swings off, but he'll, he'll come around. So I'm not super worried about it. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think you were either. <laughs> no. Giancarlo, yeah. he's good. We like him. He's good. He's yeah. good. And he's built like a Greek god. That he is. That he is. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going and... to pick on uh, Miguel Castro for my uh, Manfred of the Week just because, again, there's not like a large pool of people to pick on. So, I mean, you could just... the Yankees were winning that one game against the Blue Jays where they could have swept pretty handily. And he got a little wild. And then he also gave him a huge grand slam to Lourdes Gurriel Jr., and it's just frustrating to see like that be what brings a team back into the game. Like if it's a team that's just like, you know, blistering the ball, whatever, but he sort of enabled that. And that was a lot of fun to watch. And this is like Miguel Castro, what he does, he will look good one day and bad another. And this is why he is very much confined to middle relief, but uh, I will again, minorly pick on him here. Be like, come on, man. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like you kind of know you're going to have to live with some of this with Miguel Castro, but overall he's been, I think, fine for the year. But yeah, you don't really want to put him in your inner circle of trust because you just don't know which Miguel Castro you're going to get at any point in day. Yeah. And yeah, like it's just like you said, it's hard to find somebody when, you know, you're talking about like a, a stretch of games where the team got went 11 and three. So it's yeah. like, oh, who am I going to pick on here? Because that's really what you're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah I do want Miguel to give, Castro. um, a brief Yankee of the Week uh, honorable mention shout out to um, a guy who was only with the Yankees for one day, but uh, Ryan Weber. <laughs> Do you remember oh, Ryan yes, Weber? Absolutely. How did we not talk about that? Yeah. Hey, the, you know, Yankees got in a situation where Seve had COVID like symptoms. So they had to use Clark Schmidt as a spot starter. They replaced Seve on the roster for the day with this guy from AAA, Ryan Weber, who's like floated around the majors here and there over the past few years. But has never really stuck came up pitched uh three and two thirds innings of one run ball and in relief of Clark Schmidt and the Yankees won two to one so 
Yeah. All right. Thank yeah. you, man. Then they designated him for assignment that night to get Seve back on the roster. And um, he did end up actually signing a minor league contract to come back with the team this week. So he's back in Scranton. But even if that was like his only game of the Yankees this year, that was like really funny and good to see. Yes. I look forward to forgetting you on the Sparkle quiz. Yes. Hey, he's I probably made, will. He's made more of an impact than uh, some other guys who <clears> popped up this year. So that's true. Yeah. Will you remember yeah. David Mine, McKay? No. Yeah. I, think a, I, think, I don't know if that's a real name or not. It is. It is. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think it'll be hard. It'll be hard for me to remember Ryan Weber, but it'll be harder for me to remember David McKay. So that is what I will say for Ryan Weber's one game contribution. <laughs> Congrats. Yes. Yes. And apologies to the McKay family who is definitely listening to this yes. for me forgetting uh, Ryan McKay, David, David, David McKay. McKay. <laughs> I forgot right now. I already forgot about him. All anyway. Right. So that I think will do it unless you have anything else. No, I think that's it. Go Yankees. Yeah. Go Yankees. Go baseball. Keep winning. Sweep the Astros. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Go for the jugular. <laughs> do it. So uh, follow us on Twitter at Pinstripe Alley. Follow me on Twitter at Burns PSA. Uh, what is your, uh, you have any streaming recommendations this week? Um, go watch The Boys. The Boys. I have not watched The Boys. On Amazon Prime. Oh, you haven't? You should watch The Boys. It so is absolutely absurd. All right. It's it's absolutely absurd. It's very, very gory. Very, very, I don't know how to describe it, but essentially it's like, what if the Justice League was actually evil? And so, like each of the each of the superheroes on there are like have like DC Justice League counterparts. So it's like the main main villain is like the counterpart for Superman. Then there's like a Batman, Wonder Woman, whatever. But yeah, it's very good. Absolutely absurd. Uh, lots of uh, gratuitous nudity, but some just extreme extreme things just on there. <laughs> All right. Well, here here first. Go check out the boys. Yes. Also watch Ms. Marvel. Yes. Also definitely watch Ms. Marvel, yeah. which is just a wholesome show completely the opposite of feeling <laughs> yeah. from the boys <laughs> probably almost an entirely separate vibe but you know i yeah. just want to recommend everyone watch ms marvel please do it's great i have to catch up on the latest episode it's very good not surprising yeah sounds about right all right so that'll do for us this week go yankees go baseball beat the astros and the A's. Woo! yay be bullies <laughs>